Hello everyone, Melinda Russell here with Women's Motorsports Network, and it's my extreme pleasure on this uh, beginning to the Memorial Day weekend that my guest today is Lori Warren, and Lori is the track president at Richmond, and so I'm going to read you a little bit about Lori if you don't know. Um, she's had a very exciting and interesting career so she launched her career with Sodexo Marriott in the Southwest Harbor of Washington, D.C. Lori Collier Warren started her management profession in hospitality with dinner with a dinner cruise company, Spirit Cruises. That sounds like a lot of fun. I want to hear about that. Entertaining government dignitaries, professional sports team and corporations, both inside and outside the Beltway, became a way of life. After eight years, Lori and her family moved to her hometown of Richmond, Virginia, where she joined Auto Trader, we're all familiar with that, and started her nearly 20-year career in the media and communications industry. Shortly thereafter, Landmark Media tapped Lori to take the helm of the Richmond Alt Weekly Style Weekly as publisher, where Lori led the team for 15 years. She was the youngest publisher in the United States, for an alternative weekly at that time. In 2020, Lori was asked to lead the team at Virginia Business Magazine and Media as Associated Publisher and Chief Revenue Officer. Building audiences and innovating has been a skill well honed by Lori throughout her career, which is why most recently NASCAR tapped Lori to take the helm at Richmond Raceway as the first female track president in 76 years. She is thrilled to engage loyal fans and new fans and create an iconic fan experience for years to come. Lori's used to living life in the fast lane with her husband of 24 years and two sons, one in college at Virginia Tech and one in high school at Hanover High School, all of whom drive too fast. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. And and they do indeed drive too fast. Um, they need to slow down or they <laughs> or I'm going to spend all of my work salary on tickets for them. Yeah, and insurance. <laughs> and insurance, indeed. Insurance is probably worse than the tickets at some point, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Melinda. I appreciate oh, I'm it. so thrilled to have you. So, Lori, um, we've got a short amount of time. We're going to pack a lot into it. Um okay. You know, you've done a lot of interesting things in your career. And when I read through the that uh, resume type that they sent me to, to let me know a little bit more, it makes me see that careers are a progression. We mm -hmm. start out here and we move up and we move here and we move here and we meet people and we network. And that is, I think, from reading that, how NASCAR probably had their eye on you at some point and found you to be the president at Richmond. Would that be the correct? Uh, I would say that that's, that is entirely correct. You know, I, I, I think one of the things is you, you do meet people and you stay connected um, and you, you know, you, you continue to reach out. Um, re you reach backwards and you reach forwards yes. continually. I, um, I've, I've just continued to stay connected to the people that I found interesting and fascinating. And I wanted to learn from a lot of those people along the way. Um, and, and I think that that's what's led me in, into different pathways along uh, my career. Um, you know, for some reason, cars and transportation has been 
the um, the common theme, whether it's been a cruise ship or or auto trader or now NASCAR. I've just for some reason uh, that's been the consistent theme, ironically. Um, but it, it's it's been a fun journey for sure. So now was your family or your dad, anyone um, a big racing fan or a car a car enthusiast? My my grandfather, my grandparents actually lived a couple of blocks away from Richmond Raceway. And um, my grandfather uh, couldn't always afford to come down to see a, a race. And, and Richmond Raceway used to be the home for, for both horse racing and um, stock car racing. And he would come down here uh, to park cars so that he could afford to see all the events going on here. And so as a little girl, you know, there was there was there were very few people that I admired more than my grandfather. So I, I sort of trailed along behind him, whether he was down here at the racetrack or fishing or, or doing any of his hobbies. And um, so I would help him help him park cars. That was uh -huh. very little help. Um, but he he would sometimes as he was parking cars, directing them, I would be on on his uh, shoulders, helping him park the cars as well. And it was just a, a fun time. Um, and those are the memories that you sort of hold near and dear to your heart. So when I come here to the racetrack, even now, the, the sights and the smells take me back to the time when I was with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think those were the memories that I just hold near to me. And that's, you know, that's that's what I want to recreate here for for other families now. And um, that's what drives me every day to uh, to make this a special place for others. So tell me <clears throat> what's different about your job as president at NASCAR from the other jobs that you've had? What are some of the duties and things that you have to do now that maybe you haven't done before? Um, nearly everything is different <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, I, you know it's, it's, a, it's a very unique job. Every day showing up here, there's something new. Um, but I think what I just mentioned before, you know, the passion that drives me because um, it, it motivates me each day, the memory of being here with my grandfather is, is a unique, um, you know, driver. And that's something I didn't have in my past in media or um, in hospitality. It's, it's, a, um, it's a wonderful motivator to get up and go to make sure that I am able to help create the memory um, for others. And so that's um, exciting to be able to do that along with the team here. And the team here is just incredibly talented. So seeing their drive and, and passion also helps drive me. But um, I, I think that's what um, that's what's unique. And that's that's special. But there's not a, a, a sort of routine that you get to come to every day at a racetrack. There's always something new and different <laughs> that you oh, show up to. <laughs> I, I'm sure of that. I couldn't even imagine uh, on a daily basis what kind of uh, things come across your desk that you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But but that's the exciting stuff too, right? That's the good stuff. So I like it. Yeah, because, you know, I could never have worked in a factory or done day after day the same thing. I like to have, a, in fact, I have too many things on my plate and you probably do too, because that's what keeps me motivated and interested in mm -hmm. what I do. And, and so I, I'm assuming that's kind of how it is to be the president at Richmond. Correct. And, you know, 
Other than the two weekends for the NASCAR races, we also have about 120 other events at the racetrack. We have expo halls and we have a, a concert venue and we put on about 16 to 20 concerts each year. It's an amphitheater. So we stay busy year round. We're 365. And um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's a pretty happening place at Richmond Raceway Complex. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's It's been a real treat. I'm sure it has. So. What was your reaction or, or uh, when NASCAR came calling? Were you like um, jumped at the chance? Did you have to think it over? Or were, all you, of the were above. you shocked that yes. they called? <laughs> yes. Yeah, all of the above. You know, as you read um, that incredibly long bio that was a little painful. Sorry about that. Oh, um, no, it was great. It was that, great. Um, they, yeah, my, my history had been in media and, and a little bit in hospitality. And so I had been, you know, helping to grow audiences and, and rebrand legacy or organizations um, that had, you know, had some challenging times because they were legacy institutions in, in the, our region, but had just needed a refresh and a rebrand um, to remind the, the area here that they were an incredible institution. They just needed a little you know, refresh. Um, and so when NASCAR called, I, I actually thought they were calling regarding um, marketing and media. I was interested and intrigued, but I had no idea they would be calling about leading the team here. Um, so I, I was, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, but um, I was certainly curious and wanted to continue the conversation. And when they said, you want to, you want to join us for a casual dinner, um, when we come to town, you know, of course I was continue, I continue to be curious. Um, NASCAR doesn't really do anything casually. You know? I was thinking that when you said that, <laughs> um, but it was, it was an incredible dinner and the team at the executives at NASCAR are some of the most down to earth, um, kind forward thinking people. Mm -hmm. And, um, from that point on, I knew I wanted to be a member of the team if they would have me. And, um, you know, from the way in which they vision out the future years of NASCAR and the direction that they were taking it, um, it was it was um, it was awe inspiring. And the France family could not be more um, kind and down to earth and um they're just, they're very caring people. And I, I wanted to be a part of something that, um, that was, that, that they had. So it was, it was nice. So what were some of the things, um, and you don't have to give away any secrets, but what were some of the things that you've done or that they wanted you to do to, um, you know, get Richmond back up and going, maybe in a different direction, rebranding, whatever, what were some of your main things that you've done since you've been there? Well, you know, we, in order for us to stay the same, I had somebody told me this a while ago and, and it stuck with me. And so it's, this is not my new idea, by the way, but someone said to me, in order for, for something to stay the same, it has to change. Mm -hmm. And that sounds strange, but it, it stuck with me. And as a longtime fan of, of NASCAR racing, um, I know I want the sport to stay. I, I want it to be here for a long time, right? Right. But in order for it to stay, we have to keep growing. Mm -hmm. And so that 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 
statement stuck with me. And in order to do that, we have to reach out to new audiences. We have to engage new fans and make sure that we are here for a long time. Um, and so I knew that that was something that we were going to be tasked with, especially in Richmond, because unfortunately, we had not been growing in, in this market, and that was going to be a challenge. And I think that that's why NASCAR reached out, because that's something that I had been doing in in my other, in my past lives, of my yeah. career lives, is that I had been reaching out and engaging new audiences and growing them successfully. And so they wanted someone who necessarily did not come back from a sports background, right. but did have success in growing audiences and, and creating relevancy again. Um, and they, they wanted to try something new. Right. Um, and I appreciated that innovation and that new direction. Um, and certainly appreciated that, appreciated that they were taking a chance. And I take that very seriously. Um, and I also, you know, again, really was a, a NASCAR fan. My husband, um, while my grandfather introduced me to the sport, I didn't really understand the sport that I was watching with when I was a little girl. But my husband is the one who taught me the sport when we first met. And we would go and see the races. And he really um, explained the sport to me. So I had, like I mentioned, I'd been a fan and I wanted to see it stick around for a very long time for other families to enjoy for another 75 years. So. Absolutely. And it's interesting that, um, you know, it took them that long, I guess, 76 years or 75, whatever it was to, you know, have a woman take the lead, but we're seeing that more and more you know, across NASCAR. We see more and more women leading NASCAR tracks. I became, uh, you know, connected with Julie at Phoenix because my, yeah. my daughters live in Phoenix and I've been to that racetrack more often than any other track in NASCAR because they have two races a year and I always plan my visits around the NASCAR race to my yeah. daughters. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Kerry Rouse, host of the Driven to Compete podcast. Driven to Compete is an automotive racing community of individuals who share an insatiable hunger for competition, camaraderie, and personal growth. Each week, I interview kick-ass members of the racing community to learn more about their competitive drive and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Learn more at driventocompete.com. You can hear the latest episodes of Driven to Compete right here on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Julie is, she is incredibly supportive. Um, she's, whenever I've had a question, whenever I've had a, an idea, 
Julie has been, you know, one of the first people I've called and she picks up the phone almost immediately, no matter how busy she is. And I'm, I'm positive. She sleeps, you know, a half hour a night. She, <laughs> she Especially doesn't. with the Chicago race coming right? up. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, she's, she's been incredibly supportive, you know, and I'm not, in, I, I don't believe that, that NASCAR or, or people, you know, within the organization have been purposeful in not putting women in leadership roles that hasn't been intentional. It just, you know, the, the people who've potentially been the most qualified maybe have just been men. So I don't think there was any purpose or intent behind it. I just think that it just hadn't, hasn't worked out. And maybe that's something that maybe I'm wrong in that manner, but, um, no, I think that's I like, correct. Yeah, I like that they are being purposeful now and yeah. looking in new directions, but I, I don't necessarily think there was any sort of intent behind it either. No, I don't think so either. I think that uh, women are just coming to the forefront more and more yes. in motorsports. And, you know, that I love that. I'm the Women's Motorsports Network. And so, right? um, you know, that's great. And, and you know, you can't always... In any, in any kind of industry, you can't always look at the people who are already involved in that industry. Right. We need to look outside of, of that, which they did with you and they've done with others, because it comes it becomes the same old, same old, even if it's a new person in that position. And so the new ideas and bringing, you know, things that you've done from other opportunities that you've had it just brings like a breath of fresh air to everybody in NASCAR and some of the things that they're doing, you know, um, the Chicago race, I went to uh, Los Angeles to the Coliseum for the first race. Um, and just, there's just things that you're like, we would have never thought these things would have happened, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Well, the discussions that are happening at, at the top levels, and even elsewhere within the organization are just more robust when there are different ideas at the table. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, no matter when there's different de demographics at the table. And I think it's important to have lots of different voices. And I think that a lot of people in NASCAR at the, at the leadership level, at the top of top of the leadership level yeah. are changing direction in that manner. And it's, um, it's nice to hear, which is one of the reasons I joined the team. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to talk to you just a minute about women in motorsports. That's kind of sure. the theme that I have. Um, you know, one of the things that I was working on, in fact, I at the time was working with someone at Richmond. And if you ask me her name, I can't tell you. I'm sorry. But but in 2018, um, we were working on maybe doing some events at NASCAR tracks to encourage women who have not been to a race before to come out and check it out. And, and so I was working with a number of tracks, NASCAR tracks and, and in 19, and we were going to have some events in 2020. And then we know what happened there, don't we? Sure. So that all kind of fell apart. And that's still something that I'd love to do because um, more and more women are coming to the races when you sit in the grandstand, you look around, there's more and more women all the time, but there's also a huge, um, a huge group of women who might live a few miles from the racetrack in Richmond or 
wherever and have never been there because they think it's a man's sport. They don't see the excitement and the things that you and I know about racing. Mm -hmm. And if you watch it on television, it's one thing, but it's nothing like being at the track, hearing them, hearing, seeing and smelling all the, the sights, the sounds, everything. And so my goal was always to reach out, you know, have an event at Richmond or wherever and reach out to women's groups in that area and bring them to the track and, and open up our sport to women who would have never ventured to come to the racetrack. And I still think that that is something that we need to keep in the back of our minds and do because we want new fans. We can't continue to operate our tracks, as you well know, if we don't have um, new fans coming to the track. And I'm not talking about just the younger generation. Right. I'm talking about new fans of any age. Yes, and so I agree. How, how do you see us reaching out, you know, to groups all over the country, whatever it is, around that racetrack? Is that something that you think is a possibility? How would you go about getting new fans to come to Richmond? Well, I can tell you how I'm doing it right now. Okay. Um, in, in the past 10 months since I've, since I've started the job, it was back in July, I am talking and meeting with as many people. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking, I, I'll meet with any, I'll speak at any pancake breakfast, yeah. get up, at, you know, and, and eat any green bean, almondine chicken dinner <laughs> um, and speak <laughs> with any group. And I've, and I've, and I've listened, I've eaten a, a lot of chicken, green bean, almondine yes. dinners um, to, to ensure that people understand that this track is everyone's track. And we, and, and literally the term, the words, everyone's track is what I've said no less than a million times. I want to make sure that everyone feels welcome to come here and that it is not just for one demographic, it's for everyone. Um, because right around this track, in fact, I'm, I'm, you've, I'm sure you've been to Richmond Raceway. I have not, but it's on you my bucket list. All right. Nope. Well, Melinda, we're going to get you here. But... I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, around this track, some we we actually are we sit within a, a number of neighborhoods. Um, right behind it, there's a neighborhood, and it's it was clear to me that the neighborhoods around us that were surrounding us did not feel welcome in many cases to come, and many had never been. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we reached out and made sure that people felt welcome. The track was, so I've been talking to a million people, giving a speech there, welcoming, attending, and reaching out to people and groups that had never been to our track. The neighborhood associations around here, we make sure to meet with at least once a month and let them know that they are here when we've held community parties and gatherings here, free food, DJ, we invite the, the police the fire and EMS, we the, they shoot basketball with the kids and the and the neighborhood association groups, and we just invite them here. It's free. Um, and then, you know, we we've done posters. We did a festival poster that said that it was done by a local artist. Um, in fact, let me see if I have it. Hold on. There it 
Um, it was just oh, 2023 nice. Richmond Raceway. And it says everyone's, everyone's track. track. I love that. So we we did we we had it all around um, the the city, boutiques, restaurants, you name it. It's still hanging up in many cases um, around here. And we just we're trying to get the message: that this is a track for everyone. The city is for everyone. The region's for everyone, and this track is for everyone. To this to the extent that we can, we want to make sure this is a welcoming place. The, the entire track is surrounded by fencing, of course. But when I got here, I noticed that it had barbed wire at the top of the fence. And Ew. I was I, I was scratching my head. Why do we have barbed wire on our fence? That doesn't make sense to me. We are not keeping people out and we're not keeping people in. So why do we have barbed wire? So the first thing I asked our facilities manager and his team to do is take the barbed wire down. That is the least welcoming thing that we could have it around. It makes the track. you think Please. of what? A prison. Uh, yeah, exactly. A concentration <laughs> yeah. camp of some, you exactly. know, it just seems, it seems very odd to me. Yeah. Correct. So we we're still finding places that it has it. So I don't think we, it's a hundred percent down, but it's mostly down and we're still finding it. Um, but that was one of the first things we did. It took months. In fact, my husband was out here on some weekends with the team trying to take it down because it's it's it is not easy to take barbed no. wire down. No, it's been up for decades. But to, to answer your question, it's a long way to answer it. But those are some of the things that we've been doing to try to make it a, yeah. open up to new audiences and, and engage. Yeah. And then also, you know, we have to welcome the kids. And so NASCAR does a great job, I think, of welcoming kids. Um you know, uh, the ticket prices for kids, for one thing, sometimes it's free for them to come to the race, depending on their age, um, you know, and we see more and more kids. And when when the yes. TV's spanning the crowd, you you know, they hone in on kids because kids are so cute anyway. And and so, you know, I have 15, almost 16 grandchildren and I oh. want them to love motorsports and yes. my granddaughter in fact we're going to watch her race tonight she's 18 and she's going to graduate from high school here june 1st she and her sister have raced my race my son raced and so we want families to come out and bring their children bring grandparents parents and children right we want the whole generations to come completely yeah, exactly and it, it it goes back to what i was saying matt the memories that I have of my childhood with my grandfather are some of the best and the smells and what I ate here with him mm -hmm. and the time with him, that is just, that's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And if, if we as a team can help recreate that for other families, you know, that's, that's what this is all, all about. That's why we do this. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Lori, I know we are on a time crunch today a little bit. I could talk to you for a long time because I, I know, Melinda, we, we have, do I need to clear my calendar? <laughs> yeah, we need to reschedule and have another conversation. But um, so we've got to we've got to get going here to get you on to your next opportunity of the day. But what would be something that you would want to close out our discussion with for the people that listen to this? What do you want them to know about Richmond Raceway? Um, why, why should I come to Richmond and watch a race? 
Well, I, I think all the reasons that I've said earlier, we we are we we want to make and create memories. The the fans who've been coming to those fans who've been coming for years, um, and there are a lot. And you know, to first and foremost to those folks, thank you because you are why we continue to do this. Um, you know, you are the reason. And so thank you for your loyalty to Richmond. Um, uh, you know, I, I see them pulling up with their campers and unpacking and, you know, the, the special passion that they have had to this place is unmatched. And just thank you. They're, they're the reason that, that the stands keep standing <laughs> and, right. and, and, you know, the, the racing keeps happening. And so I'm honored that, they have chosen us. Um, and then second, you know, why should someone come out and try us for the first time? Because we want to give them the best experience, um, not just on the track, but before they even get inside the bowl, you know, from the time that they pull in onto the property, you know, I know our team is working so hard to make this an incredible experience. That they're going to want to come back to year after year, race after race. And, uh, and that's pretty unmatched in other sports. So I'm excited. I can't wait for July 30th. I can't, I know it's, it's going to be coming quicker than you can imagine. I know that for sure. And gosh, I'm going to circle that on my calendar and see if I can get there. Um, yeah. So, um, I, I just, I just want you to know, I just appreciate your time. I know it's a, it's a really busy time. It's Memorial Day weekend. And so I'm sure you could have been somewhere else doing something else, but I, I do appreciate hearing, you know, more about Richmond and about what you're doing. And, and I want to, I want to talk to you again, because I think, you know, we could probably collaborate on something and work on getting some more women to the racetrack for sure. So that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, thanks to our troops Memorial day weekend. And, yes. and, um, and thank you for all you're doing, Melinda, you are just, you're, you're, you're helping all of us out here too. So thank you. Thanks <laughs> well, for your time today. Too. I try, I try for sure. It's my passion. If you don't live your passion or work your passion, then, you know, what is, it's just, I could be retired. I could be knitting or scrapbooking or doing whatever, but that's, that doesn't keep me going. This is what keeps me going. And it's the people like you that I meet that I would have never met before. Yeah. And to me, that's what this is all about. So Lori, thank you again. You bet. Um, we will have you on again when we can talk a little longer. And I just want to hope you have a great Memorial day weekend and uh, couldn't you put a rev limiter or some kind of limiter on those cars for your boys? <laughs> <laughs> a restrictor plate on them. A restrictor plate. That's what there I was trying go. to think of. A restrictor plate. There you go. No I'm sure you know somebody that could do that for you. But anyway. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks. Well, have I'm headed to the Indy 500 on Sunday. Okay, perfect. Um, well, have a great time. Excited about perfect. that. So yeah. have a great weekend and I Thanks. will talk to you again soon. Excellent. Thanks, Melinda. Thank you. Bye-bye.